Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 8 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, also the first episode of 2022, so Happy New Year. Our first guest for this year is narrator Samantha Brentmore. Welcome, Samantha, to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy to be here. Happy I'm, New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year, too. And you're my first this year. I'm so excited. Whoa. Let's kick it off great. Let's Absolutely. Just, let's just make everybody so excited for the podcast this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Lots of fun happening. And this year with a couple of new things. And actually, I'm trying something new with you later. So that's going to be fun. So many questions. I love trying new things. Oh, new things are always <laughs> a good thing. As long as there's permission and consent, we're always good there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating, and how you became a narrator. Yeah, um, so I have been narrating romance since uh, roughly 2015. Um, I have been doing voiceover outside of this genre um, on the side since about 2008-ish. I started in commercials and cartoons, and um, I actually had to find a studio space to get my my commercials recorded before I went to my day job. So I started sneaking into a studio and, I mean, paying them for the time yeah I know I, I wish that I was such a cool like cat burglar that I was like I found a studio and I snuck in um but no I I slipped in before hours and paid for some studio time before I had to work my day job and uh while I was there uh over the years that I was there they sent me some auditions and uh I started doing audiobooks from there and uh it was never a real uh focus of mine because uh I had a pretty demanding um, day job. Um, but back in about 2015, I started doing more romance and started doing some other um, content and my career took off a little bit more. Uh, and probably in about 2018, I started focusing on it a little bit more. And now I primarily do voiceover in all audiobook genres, cartoons, video games, and commercials. And then I'm a producer the uh, over at Brickshop Audio in Brooklyn. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's it's a great community to be a part of. And it's like, it's yeah. so awesome. It is. I know, mean, especially the past couple of months. It's, oh my God, Samantha. Oh my God. Have you heard about some, did you, did you listen to the book that Samantha narrated? No. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, it's like, it's almost like someone standing outside my door back in 80, 80s movie reference with like the, the box and just say, Samantha Brett Moore must listen to her. And I'm like, I have, I am. Stop it. Yeah, but it's oh so awesome. God. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Like, who are you uh, listening to today? Samantha Bretmore. I'm like, get oh, yes. out. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. That makes me, I'm like, I'm getting hot under the collar. She um, is. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really amazing to hear. But yeah, thank you. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I think it needs to be said because a lot of times, I think because of the genre that we're primarily in being romance, mm-hmm. and the listeners, the majority of us are women and cis straight mm-hmm. women. We tend to go goo goo go over the guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then it becomes an oh, my God, her voice, her guy voice is so sexy. And that's <laughs> fine. But I'm also like, um, it's co-narrated, girl. Come on. Show some love. 
Yeah, you know, I I feel you on that. It's so much a, a partnership between the two narrators. And I'm not going to fault anybody for wanting to drop their panties for any of the male narrators that I have co-narrated with or not co-narrated with because I get it. I'm I'm a cis like straight white woman like I, I think they are very panty melting. But I do think that, you know, mm-hmm. we see ourselves, we hear ourselves in these characters and there is a different kind of connection that you can have with mm-hmm. the other voices and it always makes me feel so amazing um mm-hmm. when, when people reach out and tell me that stuff so yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that you guys bring this you know depth into the performance and can make a character that we may not like on paper because she she being a bitch or whatever <laughs> or she's not strong enough and she's being flighty I'm like make a decision already damn it <laughs> but it's I samantha know, narrating it sometimes. yeah exactly <laughs> i'm like really but it's samantha you know narrating it or it's aaron mallon or oh my god it's andy aren't and it's like okay i will survive this <laughs> it gets better, and or you'll bring something different to it like oh i didn't i didn't i didn't read it with my eyeballs that way but you performed it differently and uh-huh, I'm going, uh-huh. oh, yeah, okay, I like that way better. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. Reason. yeah, it's tricky sometimes with these because, you know, some of them are, because of their subgenre, bring difficult, more difficult characters to it. Sometimes because of the subgenre, if it's not a difficult character, I sometimes find that, you know, hard to do because I'll go, okay, Miss Susie Sunshine, like, where is your complexity? Where's your, you know, where are your flaws? But I think that's so much of the work that we bring to it through the way that we read it, um, through conversations with authors and saying, okay, well, what's not on the page that we can bring there? Um, And it is so satisfying to find those little pieces of all of the characters, you know, no matter no matter what subgenre that gives them just a little bit more like breath in the balloon to make them Mm -hmm. feel a little bit more 3D. So they're not just some like, I don't know, some dumb cupcake cooking bitch who can't make up her mind that you want to slap around <laughs> you know she's got she's got depth and issues too yeah and sometimes those are like those side characters that you're going oh thank god and then you're like what do you mean she has a book and it's just book seven <laughs> and i'm going oh the author better redeem her <laughs> but isn't <sighs> it satisfying when they do get redeemed it is and it's just one of those things where you're going okay you know how is this going to play out and then, right. you know, that that's an aerial thing. And then we're like, OK, well, who's going to narrate it? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I'm cautiously optimistic, but who's my narrator and what's really going on with this chick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's where I, I say that that's, you know, I think it's important to to share those moments of like going gaga over you guys for a variety of reasons, um, from the voice to how you guys are, to, you know, your social media presence, to taking the time to talk to us as listeners, whether here on the podcast or on IMDMs on social media. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh, my deepest pleasure. You know, it's such an isolated and lonely career. And so it's so awesome to be a part of a community that is so active and honestly influential. I mean, don't discredit the the power of the fan base for, mm-hmm. you know, in this community. I think you guys influence, you know, stories, the way that they're written, the way we perform and tell them the, those kind of stories we you know, want to do. And it's just so nice to, you know, you spend so much time prepping and recording and doing these. And it's so nice when they release and they come back up in conversation and we get to revisit them because we spend so much time by ourselves working on them. So it's, it's great to be able to share it. So thank you for having me. Yeah, no, of course. Thank you. Um, in fact, when you were talking about, you know, um, 
sneaking into the the studio for a second there i'm <laughs> like well that would make a fun novel you know she sneaks in the mornings prior to the studio opening to get her recording done and then he finds her yes <laughs> oh my gosh we this has to be written we have yeah. to put it out in the world yeah. narrated by samantha Bretmore. <laughs> Fill in the blank for whatever male narrative you want. <laughs> oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I hope you write that. I'm gonna figure that out. But that was like literally what I saw, which is kind of also how a lot of listeners say that they, when they read a book or they listen to the book, it's almost like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. When you read books um, uh, for fun or even at work, do you ever like see it in the movie? Or how do you, how does that process for you go? Oh yeah, always. Um, so I, so it's funny, I can't really listen to audiobooks because of the nature of my work, both as a producer and as a performer. I can't turn off my work brain when oh, I listen yeah. to stuff too much. So if I'm if I'm listening to audiobooks, it's usually for work and not for pleasure as much as I would like because the performers are amazing. So when I do read, um, it, it is a very kind of... Um, filmic experience I like listening to like finding the right music to listen to either while I'm listening or reading a book um or you know around the same time uh so I find like having a soundtrack is always really helpful um and I do I see things you know especially like some authors are just like such beautiful writers and they give you all of that whether or not it's in their banter or you know and that you can just see the scene and you can see the way these characters are um or their descriptions of a place yeah I always definitely see it that way and mm-hmm. it's great when you hear when you hear the right talent you know I get to hear so many of my co-narrators doing you know their sections of things um and it can really be so exciting um and really um kind of stimulating of my creativity when I can hear a co-narrator's take on any of the characters that we're both voicing and it can be the last piece of the puzzle and all of a sudden it's like I can see their face I can see exactly the type of person they are um so yeah I think it's really powerful what what Mm -hmm. we do and what we it's really collaborative right because it's what the author's written what we're bringing to it as performers and then I think listeners add that last piece where they kind of envision the visuals Mm -hmm. that we're all trying to give to them yeah, it's almost like a, a puzzle where you're putting in your pieces and your other other narratives are in part of the project and then the production and the authors in there all around. And then like the listener might be that last piece. And then we see that whole picture. Um, it can be very, but I know it's very isolating for you guys. Do you, as a narrator, do you talk to your authors and your co-narrators when it comes down to getting those in that information about, okay, what range are you really doing for this voice? <laughs> yeah, I'm, totally. Yeah. So, so I... I'm a total slut for pre-recording conversations and um, references. I think it's really important. You know, we can all have authors are really good about giving you a sense of characters and more and more, especially the authors Mm -hmm. that know they're going to audiobook, you know, include little clues for their vocal notes. But um, it's really important for me because you can still interpret it so many different ways. So being able to go back and forth and sending each other little samples of what we sound like um or just kind of notes you know if people don't have time to record it's it's a really important step for me both with 
the authors and with my co-narrators. Um, and, you know, it gets fun because, you know, I've worked with Jason for a long time, Jason Clark. Um, and, you know, at a certain point, you can just be like, I'm just doing your growly, sexy billionaire boss boy for this. But if you want to go a different route, you tell me like, you know, because I'm familiar yeah. with a lot of stuff that he does. Um, So, you know, yeah. So I, I love just it. Just imagine it's- those voice notes. So I'm going to talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> And him going, I don't sound like that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> but it's it's important too because y- your voice has a particular range, and you can manipulate that only so far. And then you have, right. like you said, Jason, who has a very deep, growly voice when he wants to. But he can also have a nice, smooth, you know, sweet kind of voice. But then yeah. you also like your recent release is with like Troy Duran, and he has a different voice as mm-hmm. well. So having those notes, I'm like. Because you want to make sure that it's not like cartoonish because this is not that job. It's the other job. <laughs> yeah, which is hard. It's a hard um, it's a hard um, knob for me to kind of finesse. I definitely feel like I mean, I I <laughs> I get really paranoid and in my head and insecure a lot of times. And, and I just have to let it go and be like, OK, that's that's what it is. And it'll mm-hmm. be there. But sometimes I'll walk away from something and be like, I think I like turn the volume on that character up like a little too much like they they felt a little too cartoony um which you definitely don't want in these because again like we were saying the listeners fill in that last puzzle piece of that Mm -hmm. visualization um I think a lot of it is that you know I'm not fooling anybody as good as I can get a male voice I'm not gonna fool anybody that I'm like you pretend like I am Jason Clark so I have to give you something that is enough to get you in that mindset and that again you as a listener kind of fill in the rest of the blanks but I hear you sometimes being too cartoony can really take you out of it and I fear I've probably done any number of characters that were like who (laughs) is this character (laughs) but the other way I like to think about it is that it's interesting how our brains work so how you sound to me Mm. is different how you sound to somebody else to somebody else even to yourself Mm-hmm, so while mm-hmm. I, as the heroine in this book, sound, here is you, the, the best friend in a particular way, when now the best friend has the book, it sounds different because it's coming from a different set of ears, basically. Totally. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So that's where I, I kind of give that sound of grace a little bit and like, okay, so that makes sense. Sometimes I'm going, oh, you know, you like, I always wonder, like, did you not get the note that the character has a book of their own in book seven? well sometimes they don't right no they don't (laughs) sometimes we get hired by you know companies and clients that don't give you any kind of insight onto where this is and when you ask and you say hey this seems like it's part of a series do you have any notes or samples from before um you know a lot of times they can't provide those and or they won't connect you to an author so you're kind of going off on on your own because you don't have access to that information and even when you do you know, I did this, I did a whole book series back to back last year. And, um, you know, it was a spinoff from another one, but you know, there were all these characters that returned and had a huge, just like chart of all these insane characters. And by the end of it, like, you know, I still made adjustments like you're talking about and tried mm-hmm. to keep the spirit of the character alive. Right. Cause I know their journey. I know what they've been through, mm-hmm. obviously accents you keep, but you know, as much, even if I sound different in book seven of this series that than book one for a certain character, uh, you know, it is from a different perspective. And you hope that maybe if they're, you know, they still feel sassy and snarky 
throughout, even if mm-hmm. it kind of adjusts a little bit differently. But yeah, consistency. Oh. It's a bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but I mean, it's, it's important. And as long as it's enough, I think it's right. from a listener perspective. And I know there's some reviewers out there and listeners that are like, damn it. And I'm like, dude, she's only human. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Get alone. It's fine. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> good enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think that sometimes we're like, you guys are really hard on yourselves. And then mm. us as listeners, the fans sometimes can be really hard mm. on specifically the female narrators more so than the guys. I've noticed. Yeah, that. for I mean, sure. I mean, it comes down to reviews and I'm like, <laughs> You didn't say that about Jason. Love you, Jason. Uh- <laughs> no, but but I mean, at this point, Jason can get away with murder and the romance that community will cover up for him, you know, as and, you know, as, as they should. Mm-hmm. But yes, I, I hear you on that, that it can be it can be tricky. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's also tougher. Um, I don't know, maybe a male narrator doing the female voices is uh you know a more forgivable sin if they're not hitting the mark than a female i don't huh. i don't I, I don't know you know it could be back to what we were talking about for the listener's experience but mm-hmm. i know that you were right that that at least for myself i'm very in my head and incredibly hard on myself and and there's mm-hmm. somebody that in the community that i've been dming up with a lot and we laugh about how much i I actually really adore bad reviews and like, like mean Jimmy Kimmel mean tweets is just like a wonderful, I don't know, I guess I have a dark heart or something. So (laughs) I, I just, I can't, and it is because, you know, like you said, we're all only human and I can't possibly please everyone. I know my voice is not, you know, what some people want to hear. And I accept that and I can't be hurt if, you heard me do something and I ruined, I feel terrible if I ruined a story that you love, of course. And I'm going to think about like, how do I do this better and not, but you know, you can only spend so much time beating mm-hmm. yourself up about it. Well, up to interpretation and what we think in here and, and then what it happens. And especially totally. when the author does it, this uh, a way to describe something, there's only so much control that the person is going to sound like what you described. There are a lot of elements too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's what yeah. the author put down, but also there's a lot of other pieces here where sometimes an author is involved and you send a sample that feels right for a character and an author will give you a note and go, actually, it needs to be this way. And that I, as an actor, can say, oh, that feels different, but you wrote the text, so I need to be true to that. You're paying um, the bill. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's the director at a studio or the mm-hmm. producer. You know, there are other, and, and sometimes it's just the two of us or I recorded after my male narrator and he made a choice for a character that I kind of need to follow because what's more important to be consistent with what he's doing or, you know, try to fudge it a little bit so it's closer to the character itself there's so many moving pieces and you just hope you're like okay that's did all my preparation did my best and hope hope it sticks and it works yeah and part of the preparation what is that routine for you as far as prepping the book once you've been cast i really just delight in this genre so the first like the second I get the manuscript I have to you know really I just want to consume it so quickly so I usually speed read to get a sense of what I'm in for as soon as possible um and then when I go back um I read it a second time slower and more carefully. I use an app called Notability um, that allows me on my iPad to mark it up um, and have two, like a second 
you know, tab open with more detailed notes. Um, but I use a color coding system. So it's it's become really useful for me, especially on any of the fantasy stuff I do. Um, and I think I really, because I started out in shorter form stuff like cartoons and commercials, uh, got really developed the muscle of wanting to show up into the booth and like after warmups, obviously just going in and record. So I try to prep my script as much as possible so that I could just pick it up cold and get into it. So for me, that means before every chapter, I jot down kind of what happens in there, uh, even if it's not a me chapter, just so I can keep track of the plot and where it's at. And then if it's a me chapter at the top of the chapter, I sort of mark the colors um, that I've associated for the different characters. So I know as I'm doing my vocal warm up for that day, okay, this is a scene that has like three of the motorcycle bros in there. So I really need to do my warm up so I can get as like growly and bassy as I can. Or, you know, this is the group of girlfriends on the girls' night out. So I need to think about my prep kind of differently that way. Um, and yeah, and the color coding system kind of helps me keep track um, because I've just. I kind of know in my head, like what that light yellow means for me as a voice or what, you know, this deep green means. Um, so it's also a really easy tool for me to kind of slip into what a voice kind of sounds like. And then the notes on the side kind of help flesh out some things um, that I really need to keep in mind about this character. Let's say they've got a big secret that doesn't get revealed until later or something like that. Um, and then I go into the booth, do my vocal warm ups, and it's all right there on the script that I do on that second read through. The moment she says spreadsheet and she says color coding, I think I fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> color coding, oh, they still my heart. <laughs> you mentioned about the, the sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I just, I just have like a rainbow bright. Like you'd look at a thing, you'd be like, oh, whoa, this is, this is, a child's coloring book and it's like no there's a system yeah there's a system <laughs> yeah at the day job i'll do things in the, my on my spreadsheet and they're going spreadsheet and i go mm -hmm. so i'm waiting for someone to say something funny and then they see the <laughs> color coding and and they're going you're color coding things i'm like listen i can look don't have to read the information on myself and i know that i have two of this three of that and four of that waiting for me and then mm -hmm. like damn like i go color coding color coding <laughs> i just i'm a fan yes 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 you mentioned the vocal warm-ups what does that look like for you for those different types of grouping oh i don't know probably just insert the most obnoxious like theater performer person that you've ever seen <laughs> that's probably <laughs> what i look like doing it um i'm I do really bad having to do the same thing over and over again. So I really vary up what mm -hmm. I'm doing for my warmups and whatnot. Um, and there's a couple things that I use beyond just your tongue twisters and your, you know, octave warmup things. Um, there's this, it's called, I think it's Canthal. Hold on. I have a here. I'm in my booth. Yeah. 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 It's Canthal. It's this like, I'm going to show it to you. Uh, it's this little, there are these little um, Indian lozenges um, that I use. And when I, my allergies are kind of weird out here. So I definitely, like, I suck some canthal to like get the muck out. Um, and then, yeah, basically just a corny actor who does tongue twisters oh. and, <laughs> and like, you know, sings and belts and tries to get it, get it down and work on my 
you know, breath support and 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 find depending on the book I'm doing or the characters, whether or not I need to get real growly or because I've got a sort of mid-range voice. Mm-hmm. So especially if there are characters that are higher, I definitely have to warm up my upper and lower registers a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, suggestions and ideas for uh, Samantha for her social media stuff is get her to do her mean reviews in different character voices <laughs> and record herself doing some of these warm ups. <laughs> No, I'm mortified. I think I would be, <laughs> if I was in one of those situations where my like web camera just like randomly turned on in my booth and somebody had a live stream of me warming up, I would I would never survive it. I would be like, oh, my God, we live in a world of audio. That would be enough. OK, <laughs> true is true <laughs> the audio alone i think would be good but no it, well it's very i mean what you guys do <laughs> yeah my male warm-ups will just sound like a boy going through puberty because it's just <laughs> it's just trying to be like how long can i get down there how how low can i get how low can i how low how low how, low, how can i well, and now my voice is breaking and apparently i'm a 13 year old boy again <laughs> <laughs> ah puberty mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta love it so mm-hmm. what, how do you <laughs> yeah really? those are just ideas and suggestions for social media posts <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we never um but i guess even the audio would be fun for not for just just and giggles mm-hmm. um <laughs> so when it comes down to the characters and mm-hmm. that you you know you've, you've done your prep work and everything how do you decide how they're going to sound and the tones you're going to use Oh, um, so let's definitely start with what the author has given um, and uh, build a kind and then I and then sort of tiered from there is what's the information I have from the author? What um, like prevalence are they as a character? Do I know that they've got another book coming up? Um, you know, are they just a one and done shopkeeper? Are they a best friend? You know, kind of figuring out how prevalent they are throughout the book or the series. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, to be honest, there's certainly, um, and again, this might just be some of the cartoon commercial work where your voice is much more, um, sort of cat you know exactly like the the type or character type that they want you to do when you go in there and you have to kind of back to back do you know all five options and sound like a crazy person so so for me for romance uh i definitely have a stable of female and male characters that are the first ones that i go to for voices for main characters and friends um, and then kind of tweak them from there based on where my, um, you know, the additional information I have and the choices that my co-narrator has made. So it's everything from thinking about it from um, like texture, how much kind of gravel do they have in their voice um, to melody? Are they kind of very, you know, melodic or not? Uh, are they are they curt and blunt, like kind of thinking, mm-hmm. you know, in the voice. and then okay, you then. go to kind of, yeah, exactly. And then you kind of go to pitch um, from there. And, you know, if, if I have a hard time, I'll kind of review how, like what lines they normally have and how they communicate. Um, some authors are so incredible about giving such distinct voices in the writing to their characters that the way that they communicate with each other, just out of the text, I can hear what they sound like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some authors 
you know, a lot of the characters, maybe because they're friends or something, all are written on the page very similar with their dialogue. So it's a little bit more up to me to make those choices. But yeah. And when I need fresh voices or somebody has an accent, I'll definitely like watch interviews of like celebrities just to hear some different like character voices or um, you know, if it's an accent, definitely finding a friend or somebody that is, um, you know, that has that accent natively, you know, just another excuse to scroll accent TikTok or anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of accents, we are suckers for accents, mm. but you know, it's, it's, it's what we do. We're suckers for them. Um, what is your favorite accent to perform? I have a complicated relationship with accents because I love them. I love doing them. And early on in my audiobook career, got ripped a new asshole. <laughs> One that I did and was like, am I actually terrible at accents? Like I'm trained to do this. And I, I thought I was getting some good feedback, but apparently I've ruined this person's life with what I've done. So now I'm actually, that is a time that a review did really stick in my head. And so I'm a lot more cautious about them. Um, fun ones for me to do. I like doing, it's fun to do Persian because I just get to be, there's no other time that I really bring my like inspiration from my family in, but my dad's side of the family is Iranian. So being able to be like, oh, is this character more like my aunt or more like my dad or, uh, you know, my cousin. So that's a fun one to do because just the reference work I get to do. Plus I think it's just such a beautiful language and Mm -hmm. accent. So it's a, it's definitely a, a fun one for me to do. Mm -hmm. so on the opposite side which is one of the hardest for you to do uh, so I can't do Australian or New Zealand my grandmother's from New Zealand and I spent so much time I think she thought I was a sociopath like trying to get her accent like repeating it back to her and she's like why are you doing this weird accent back to me it's like I know it's not I've okay I failed okay I can't do that um so they're really tough and um I actually have a tricky time with Italian uh because I it ends up like morphing I have to be really really focused on it so that it doesn't morph in different ways to something that basically is just super Mario so <laughs> you know know your limits I guess yeah because is, is... Yeah, super, Mario, super Mario is not sexy <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know I mean I'm sure you could find some videos online oh that have reimagined oh Mario yeah. and Luigi and Peach being quite quite uh you know yes yes I will in their yeah. own right <laughs> But no, in general, I would say, (laughs) no, I would say in general, it's a me Mario is not getting anybody off. Yeah. Yeah. There's that fine line, you know, about keeping it enough where I'm like, oh, is that Italian versus the fuck she doing? Yeah. And I think in general for all of this, I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, Mm -hmm. but especially with accents, you know, the best advice I ever got from any of my teachers was always like, okay, whatever you think it is, like take it one step at least back from that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, much like the male voices, you know, female narrators doing male voices, um, you know, there's, there's a weird line where it's like, you want to give somebody enough that their imagination can take it further. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, of course, you speak of that accent, it's an authentic accent to you, and then you're right on the nose. But I, I would say if it's if you're not super confident that it's right on the nose, just lean out of it a little bit, and that'll serve you better than going all the way. 
struggles. I, I speak from terrible experience. I can send you the awful reviews if you like. I may have so so this might make you feel better. <laughs> so <laughs> there it was an uh, a narrator who is from Ireland and he is Irish mm-hmm. and he has a very you know his his accent is again what we think is not to me it's not a very heavy accent because he's been living in the mm-hmm. states and abroad and everything like that but you can tell he's Irish. <clears throat> yeah. And the review was and the character was Irish. And the review's like, I don't know who they got to narrate, but there was like no Irish accent. And I'm going, hey, they think that you're not Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the same thing, it happens well, it to goes, a British. It goes, yeah, same thing with a British narrator. I don't understand where the British, you know, why do they think that his British is so good? It was awful. And I'm like, <laughs> born and raised in Britain. <laughs> I mean, it's so it we've we've said this so many times, right? It really is so subjective yeah. and you can be the real deal and it will not be what somebody imagined or wants in their yeah. mind for this. Uh, awesome. And you just got to go, OK, well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what those when those two particular came to I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next time, make it more Irish. <laughs> Also, let's let's be real. Right. Like, you know, just like any country, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to have a diaspora of, you know, yes. accents and and, you know, subtleties in there. So, mm-hmm. you know, there isn't one accent for any country, just like yeah. in the United States, whether or not you're in some place or another. So it's yeah. definitely like, you know, it's, it's shades. Yeah. My favorite is when somebody comes down, oh, they have a Southern accent. And I'm like, hmm, let's define this, please. <laughs> Southern. Oh, yes. Southern please. Georgia, Southern Atlanta, <laughs> Southern Texas, or Alabama. <laughs> so, you know. Wildly different. And are totally. you in New Orleans? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they're so different. And anytime somebody's like, oh, Southern, or the other one, I grew up in Kansas. We were like, they're, they're from Kansas. They have a Southern accent. I was like, no. They oh, don't. Oh. That's they, they. They don't. If they're from Kansas, I, maybe a different era, but mm-hmm. no, they probably don't. Yeah. As compared to you know anywhere else. Yeah, it's always fun when that happens. I'm going. Okay, we need to specify <laughs> because someone will tell you. <laughs> I see that all the time. A lot of listeners that are from the South that listen mm-hmm. to audiobooks will almost avoid books that have southern characters in it because they're like look i'm from here and you're telling mm-hmm. me that these characters from here and they're not that's not no they mispronounce that but... street road or that bridge <laughs> it's not how we pronounce it <laughs> oh yeah it's like people who are like new york characters and they're like and they're on houston street and you're like houston street houston houston have you ever been to new york <laughs> yeah. L- yeah louisville louisville <laughs> another Mm -hmm. one yeah 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 for sure for sure yeah (laughs) so with the bromance it's i like to describe it as a romance being an umbrella term where all the different Mm -hmm. subgenres are underneath it and you know from Mm -hmm. paranormal to historical romance to sci-fi what's your favorite to perform Mm. so maybe you can help me out with this because i am not um so learned on where we're because there's subgenres and then there's like the tropes too right like mm-hmm. you can have a historical romance that is enemies to lovers say right enemies Correct. to lovers is the trope and historical romance is the subgenre right so it's more like setting yes so the the trope which is lately has been getting a lot more focus than the genre mm-hmm. i think it, it's because what the, the story's about is it the two of them how what why it's so so it's like 
are they enemies to lovers? Are there best friends to lovers? You know, if it's a billionaire office situation, you know, sports and things like yeah. that. And, uh, and that's where all the different tropes are coming into play when people want to read a specific type of book, regardless, maybe if it's yeah. shifters or aliens or a historical romance in Victorian in England, you know, and all that fun stuff. <laughs> they want the enemies mm-hmm. to lovers. Yeah. Dance, you know, so those are that. Yeah. Kinda- so, that makes sense. Yeah, because I just because I get, of course, you know, probably more caught up in the tropes, mm-hmm. um, mostly because I haven't done so many subgenres. I mostly primarily have been cast in contemporary romance. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, like uh, uh, some fantasy, like I did a fantasy series this year uh, or some like fantasy elements um, and. And I did do like a time travel romance uh, that was really, really fun. Um, But yeah, so I haven't had the chance really to explore too many other different ones. The 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 mafia romance was really fun because it was a little bit darker. So I do like sometimes the stories that are dark romance. But again, haven't had the opportunity to do as many of those as as I've often gotten cast in these kind of contemporary um, romances, which are wonderful and mm-hmm. I love doing them but uh anytime that I get to dip my toes into another one is always such a delight so I you know the fan- fantasy fantasy romance or um time travel romance you know is fun because it usually means that you get to play around with more accents but I might lose a lot of <laughs> fans depending on the accent uh but yeah so so that that is definitely fun but I, I'd love to get into some more like nitty-gritty dark and dirty romance mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see you having fun also too with paranormal. Yeah, I mean there were shades of that in this Kristen Proby series I did. Um, oh yeah, she's she's good, but it's her her paranormal is almost like a light paranormal, which is maybe, totally. Is it really? I mean, maybe it could happen. Oh, maybe the, mm, that would explain a lot. You know, those little kind of things versus a full blown on shifter bear. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. That's where the no. hair on my sweater came from. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I have not had the chance to have to like fuck the shifter daddy of my dreams. But maybe <laughs> I really my fingers are crossed that he will find his way to my box and we will have a great time together. <laughs> That's the title right there. Puck the shaddy dif- shifter. <laughs> He's a goalie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he plays hockey during the day and it's a bear at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a Sasquatch type, you know, in in the in the mountains of Canada. And then, you know, he's a hockey star during the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've he's- written two romance <laughs> novels today already. We've got the cat burglar that's going into the studio. And now we have sexy Sasquatch, the yeah. hockey player. We need to come up with a, a pen name and then start writing these books down. <laughs> yes, let's get him out there. <laughs> Who is this new author? <laughs> <laughs> really unique concept. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you love most about narrating books? Hmm. I, I mean, I just, I, I love, I love books. I love stories. I love telling the stories. I love being the chance. I do. I love the hours that I disappear into them when I'm in, when I'm in the box, like there's nothing, you know, much in the same way we've heard so many, you know, 
heartwarming and amazing uh, comments from so many of the listeners over the mm-hmm. past couple of years that romance specifically, but, you know, audiobooks in general have been a really great escape for a lot of people. Um, and for me as a performer, it's really great too, because I have to shut off all my notifications. I, you know, have to just focus on what's here in front of me. So it helps me be really present. And um, yeah, it's just really exciting. And I just love, I love telling stories. I love being characters. And it's a, just a wonderful it's a wonderful ride to go on uh, in the time that I have with these characters and and the story that we have to tell. Mm -hmm. So within the book, we have these different scenes, whether it's, you know, a kid talking or having a moment with their parents or the the heroine and the hero bantering it out verbally or physically. Um, (laughs) Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a little both. Yes. At the same time. Um, Is there a type of scene that you love to narrate? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's part of the reason why I've really appreciated so much of the enemies to lovers that I've had this last year had the chance to do because I love a sass scene. Like I love the witty sparring. Give it to me. And then um, I really I mean, I'm here if you've given me a good spice scene like they are so much fun to narrate. Um, so yeah, I, I, I want, I want the little, I want the foreplay. I want the fighty foreplay and then, you know, give me some solid spice. I've definitely in my years of doing this, my dog is snoring at me talking about, <laughs> do you hear that? Yeah. 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 He has this. Yep. <laughs> he just somehow every time if I sneak, <laughs> I got to wake him up. If I wake him, if he's in here, if I'm just doing recording for a bit, he somehow always hits the snore when it is like spicy time and I have to kick <laughs> him out. It's like, he's so, I really feel, I'm like, have I bored you this much? Am I this bad? <laughs> Cash. It's funny too, because it's such an isolated, you know, career for you guys. And yet you have all, a lot of you guys have pets, but you can't obviously have them around because they'll bark or make noise. Um, but he's there today. I'm like, I was all excited because I'm like, oh, maybe we can get him to give us some stories. But that alone, the fact that he was snoring while you're talking about spicy, because it just says a lot. It does. <laughs> I mean, I was doing this one early on. I really thought I was like, he's so quiet. He can be in here. It'll be fine. And he was, he was so quiet. It was great. It was a great record. And I got to just the moment before, like he slams her against the wall and kisses her and the tension is all there and it's building up. And I just was like, and I looked at him in the eyes and then I hear. <sighs> That's like, not the oh. kind of growl that that page says it was supposed yeah. to be. <laughs> I, was, I was like, so we have a problem with my line reading. Okay, bud. So I guess, I guess you're not staying in here anymore because you're a tough critic. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. So yes, I love, I love a, a, a witty fighty scene and mm. I also love a really well-written spice scene that my dog can groan and <laughs> snore through. But now that um what about the opposite as far as the most difficult for you to marry? Oh the hardest for me in any of these is um especially when you're doing a series uh this happens with Shell all the time and I've given her like a hard time about it, not because it's a bad scene, but it's just difficult for me, which is um, in the Shell Bliss books, um, you know, the gallows are the main family that are in a lot of them. And there's always a dinner scene with the full family. And every time I get (laughs) a Shell script, I'm like, 
do I have to do it or does the guy do it? Do I have to do it or does the guy do it? Because yeah, I mean, I do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's every character. And I'm so invested in Shell's work because I've worked with her for so long and she's just like my ride or die. I love her. So I put so much pressure on to be like, okay, what did I do for this voice in that book? Whoa, we're bringing back the cousins from Chicago? Okay, I think I know. So yeah, the, the, the ones where it's like in one chapter, you have 20 people show up and have dinner is is always really it's it's a vocal gymnastics which can be fun but is definitely stressful now i have to ask her so do you really do that to fuck with her (laughs) (laughs) no she definitely does it i mean i think she also she loves like you know the the gallows are so great and family is so much about Mm -hmm. what they're part of but you know Shell's the best. I love her. Yeah, no, I'm sure, but it's one of those like I could put this scene in the male's point of view or the heroine's point of view. Well, uh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) she probably has she probably has a spreadsheet. You know, like Samantha five, me four. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't have to ask her. You, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I'm. She'll probably just say that she'll she'll get should try to give them to me. Probably because I've done more of the books in the series, and mm-hmm. I, you know, so I would know these characters. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, but then I'm gonna let you down, girl, and I don't want to let you down. <laughs> <laughs> At least for the guy, you can just blame it and be like, well, he hasn't been on this series, but for, mm-hmm. I have no excuses. <laughs> I have no excuses for my for my failures. No. <laughs> Yeah, it's always I think that's always been when I ask that question, I always wonder if they're going to bust out with in the room 15 characters all at once kind of a thing, you know, kind of concept. And you're going, damn it, you know, because not only the range, but as you were saying, the remembering of what they sounded like, what their cadence was. And how was it that I did this book, you know, five books before, 10 books before? Yeah, well, and how do you make them not sound cartoony, but still give them a subtle enough shift while they're kind of conversing Mm -hmm. back and forth so yeah um, also when it's bantering or when they're having a fun time and they're interrupting each other interrupting yourself is kind of (laughs) interesting it can be for sure yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. well to also make it make sense to the listener so i can i can give a performance that feels very authentic to an interruption but it actually is jarring on the ear um, where you can't quite follow like, oh, was that an audio glitch or what was that? So there are oftentimes that your instincts or my instincts as a performer, I have to actually adjust a little bit because mm-hmm. what it sounds better for audio to do it, you know, mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah. Those are things too that I'm like, yeah, that's why I also like duet style. Cause I'm like, well, this is going to be a good banter scene if I didn't duet. I'm like, all right, guys, go at it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I love that that has become more prevalent, especially because mm-hmm. it reminds me of like radio play stuff. Yes. I haven't done one. I've, we've produced some at our studio, but we haven't. I've never as an actor performed in one and it would be really fun. He's putting it out there, guys. He's putting it out there. there. I need to narrate He's more dark romance, a Sasquatch <laughs> hockey player and a duet. If they're all together, I'll make it happen. I can do it all together. <laughs> No pressure. No pressure, universe. <laughs> no pressure, universe. Not at all. Is there an author that you have on your wish list to work with? Ooh, that is a good question. And I'm only not going to answer it <laughs> because I have been a creep and have been like slowly reaching out to people um, to try to be like, hey, check me out. 
I want to do your books. They're awesome. And I'm in a lull of not recording right now. And so I'm voraciously like reading recommendations that um, I've seen from the community. Uh, you know, I did an end of year promotion for stuff and asked a lot of questions. I got like so many great recommendations. So I am, I'm in the midst of wooing some authors um, and, and don't want to put any of that because they're all awesome. And of course you want to work with all of them. Yeah. And I don't want to like, look like such a whore and be like, (laughs) here's my long list of authors that I'd love. I mean, I'll do it all reverse harem style. It's fine authors, (laughs) but yeah, I think um, so. No, but there are, there are so many, I think, and many of them are ones that write darker romance and like mafia romance stuff. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what about narrators? Because you've been paired up with a lot of them, but you also sometimes get paired a lot with the same ones because your voices vibe together and jive. Um, is there a narrator that you have yet to work with that you want to? Um, I haven't done anything with Shane before Shane East. Um, so that would be really fun. And um, I haven't done anything I don't think it came through yet because I think that one didn't actually go through, but with uh, Joe, Joe Arden um, would be really fun. But I have been really lucky this last year that I did get to mm-hmm. bounce around with a lot of different people. And I, you know, there's some people that I get to always work with that, you know, I never want to stop working with because they're just a delight. Um, Jason is definitely one of them. And Lee uh, Samuels is somebody else that I've been paired with a lot. And they're also just guys that I love working with because we just have fun. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, in being able to chat before, you know, as we're prepping books or even as we're recording um, is is nice because, again, it's like so isolated. But, yeah, I'd say those guys, I'd say Joe and Shane, I haven't had the chance to and would be really fun. Yeah. What about the girls? And not just from a, you know, because a lot of times they're now casting multiple females for like because they have multiple friends that are girls. Mm-hmm. Any of them that you're like, oh, I would love to work with. Well, I mean, I also am going to put out into the universe that I would do like a sapphic romance any day of the week. I would love to do that. Um, but uh, so I know Aaron Mallon from like a past life pre-audio um, when I used to run a theater in New York. So it would be really fun to get to work with her in this capacity. Um, and I love the kind of smokiness of uh Ava Lucas's voice and would feel like that would be like really fun um, to be paired together for something there. Um, and there's another gal that I work with that I don't see um, talked about so much because she's she's not on social, but I just love her voice so much. Uh, Kirsten Lee. Um, and I just think she's got such beautiful musicality and brightness to her voice. And it would be uh, fun to do something with her. And, you know, if I had to try to get my voice in that place, um, because that's not exactly where mine sits, um, would be really fun as well. Nice. Yeah. I, I, ladies, I want all the ladies. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think sometimes because, again, the genre that we're listening to, we're always thinking about the co-narrator being of the opposite sex. Or, yeah. you know, unless you're doing MM or FF and stuff like that a lot, mm-hmm. then you're, like, going to there. But at the same time, like, now with the full cast or, you know, multicast and stuff like that, that you're like, ooh, even if it's, you know, just from, you know, two sisters point of view of, you know, dating, whatever, not writing that book. <laughs> um, it's just one of those things where you're like, yeah, well, who, who are the ladies that you're like, yeah, I want to, would love to work with. So that's a good. Yeah. yeah I mean, I want to, 
I want to I want to work with them all because quite honestly, I just admire what all of you know, and it probably is because like I I have a female voice. So um I do spend a lot of time like listening to other female narrators and what they do in this genre and others. And I am always just like so in awe of, you know, what they bring to it. And it's very uh maybe I I'm a total creep because I guess like I fixate on the female voices a little bit differently, but it's really awesome like how different everybody sounds and what they bring to it. And it really helps be like oh my gosh, they're so perfect for this role. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, it would just be really awesome to work with them and like learn from them. Um, Yeah, because, you know, the lady narrators, they're they're queens, man. Yeah. So the reason why I call them queens of audio. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're great. It's a, a great group of ladies that you got there. And there's so many, you know, awesome narrators that are up and coming and some that just have not, or they've been doing it for a while, but for some reason they just have yet to hit that like mm-hmm. moment where you're going, oh my God, you know, where you kind of like, like when you popped out, it was seemed like out of nowhere, but you were, you were around for a little bit and it happens like that too. It's just one of those where I'm like, okay, well, who's going to be next? So now I have to look up at a, you said Christy Lee? Kirsten Lee. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you um, mm-hmm. like the spelling of her name. Cause it's a little bit, but it's, it's, she's just got a really beautiful voice. It's like, nice. I could listen to it. I could listen to it forever. And yeah. you know, it is, it is interesting. Cause I, I, I know that it, definitely goes in in trends for sure um and as we've already mentioned like a lot of times the male narrators get a following and are booked really far out um Mm -hmm. you know i know i know some male narrators are basically booked for all of 2022 already which is amazing um (laughs) but you know for example like next year might not like i might have just had like a really great year and next year may not be my year because I have, you know, I don't have so much lined up. Because you're writing those two books, girl. That's why. Because <laughs> yeah, they know the cat burglar in the Sasquatch books have to come out. So the universe was like, girl, wait, you're bringing these books. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, it does come, you know, whoever knows why you stick with something or why fans like you or why, you know, studios want to cast you or mm-hmm. authors get into you. And, you know, I just hope that. I can continue to build relationships. Like I've really focused particularly in the last year of trying to figure out what is, I think because I'm a little bit of a spaz, that's like a jack of all trades master of none because I work in so many different genres and types of audio that for me, for romance, I've really focused on like, well, I love talking to the community. I love the fandom. Like it's just awesome. And I love being able to talk to authors um, and building those relationships and, seeing where those go. Um, you know, we already mentioned Shell, who I have an awesome relationship with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if more of that popped up and then, you know, throw a Sasquatch romance in there, then, you know, <laughs> I'd be set. I mean, I'm not going to cry if I blow up like anybody else has kind of blown up. But I do also recognize that it's like, who knows? Somebody could pop out of TikTok fame and be the next hot voice in romance audio and, you know, whatever. But I'm happy to be here while I'm here. It's, mm-hmm. it's a fun party to be at. Yeah, no, it's definitely a fun party and you'll be around for a while. So don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, after I make my millions on the cat burglar. <laughs> people are going to be like, who knew? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That'll be a fun one again. Um, <laughs> one of the things though, that you have been doing lately, which I'm going, damn, I want to be Samantha when I grow up, <laughs> is, is your Instagram. <clears throat> oh, my goodness, yes. if you have not 
if you're not following her on Instagram, you're really missing out on some gorgeousness. I mean, the way that she times and does her posts, they all like align and they match. It's so, like three across is one photo completely. And you're going, damn. And then now lately you've been, I think you've hired an artist or you're working with an artist that is actually doing some, tell us about it. Tell us about it. Cause it's a cartoon based off of the books that you're narrating. So tell us more about this. Cause I'm going to yeah. watch it. <laughs> So I am like a total sucker for a sexy grid on Instagram. So for the most part, you know, much of last year I had a grid and I, you know, got to take some photos with a friend in the city and we designed a whole grid. And that was sort of what was always there, knowing that I didn't have the capacity in all my various roles to keep my feed um, as updated as I would want. Um, so the grid was sort of this like evergreen calling card that if you heard about me or looked me up, you got a vibe, you got a mood and that was what you wanted. And my stories was really where I focused on a lot of my content for promotions and also just like things that I think are sexy songs that I think are good. Again, it's like show up to my Instagram. It's a mood. It's a vibe. Um, and then the end of the year, I was just so taken by how engaging with the community really you know, changed my relationship to this genre and this work and just made it so deeply satisfying. And at the same time, um, a, another friend of mine um, was looking to switch up his portfolio of work and he wanted to try some different things. And so he was looking to, um, you know, have a client who asked him to do a bunch of illustrations. And I noticed that, well, it's ironically, it's not actually my vibe. Like I want photographs of like oiled abs and like the sexiest guy you've ever seen like I'm a total pervert so like if I have my choice I want like black and white photos color photos like you know grasping of bodies I want to see those finger indents on skin and like let my imagination do the rest but um illustration became really popular for romance titles this year um and I was like is there a way that I can make illustrations feel like evoking a lot of the vibe that I want to evoke from these books rather than feeling so, you know, paper doll cutout, which I feel like a lot of them can go that direction. Some of them are really cool, but some of them sort of miss the mark just like in anything. So I worked with my friend to do these illustrations for the uh, my favorite, my nine favorite books that I narrated this last year. Um, and it was so much fun to get to revisit those books, talk to him about what the characters and the plot were and the vibes and see what he did with the designs. And then uh, at the end of the year, I sort of posted them between Christmas and New Year's, a new one every day, gave away five audiobooks, and, you know, use them in my stories with music. Because again, like I talked earlier, like I love, I love music, all the sort of mm -hmm. textures to the experience and then, yeah, put it in my grid. But, you know, now it's, I'm trying to figure out like what it, what it changes to for the next year, you know, do they all go away? You know, do they become something else? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. And so at least now we have a cover artist for your book. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. We are making this whole thing happen on this pocket. 2022 <laughs> off to a great start. No, I love his artwork. Um, it's very, it, it can be subtle, but there's also self, you can see an emotion there. And mm -hmm. sometimes that's what lacks. There's just, again, you were seeing cookie cutting as a, as a drawing, but it's some of this stuff is so subtle, whether it's the angle of how he drew like the couple up against the, like on the elevator. Yes. That was just like, 
and how I'm like, oh, dude, she's missing a shoe. Damn. You know? And so you know that there was a form of movement. Like, how did she lose her shoe? Mm-hmm. And, and then the latest one is with him sitting on the chair. And you're like, okay, let's, oh, oh, then you see a shadow. Yeah, there's some big D energy. Yeah, on that one. First of all, hello, Angle. And Cher sitting down. And then there's that whole thing with, you know, like his shadow. It's just it's like, oh, nicely done. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. If, if you could see our text chain of like, you know, <laughs> reference photos and then like, actually, I think the zipper undone is too far. So let's put the zipper up. Okay. Yeah. Mm, actually, the shadow on his bulge. Oh, well, that's a great. It was a fun project to say the least. <laughs> it, was, it was very creative though. I, I love that about, you know, sometimes when we get different people from the community working together, the fun stuff that can come out is amazing. And the new ideas also sprung, but you were able to mix like something new and also from a narrator's perspective. I don't mm. No one has done that before. Usually it's one of those I read, I recorded, I'm done. Yeah. And now yeah. a lot of you guys are starting to be more active and be part of the marketing and, sh- you know, showcasing stuff and sharing your favorites. Um, if you can remember, because there is a lot of books that you guys do narrate. Um, and it's just to be able to do something like that's so different. And I'm like, damn, she's good. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's honestly, it's inspired by the community, right? Like if mm-hmm. I, if I, as a narrator have been given a ticket to the proverbial party, because mm-hmm. you like my voice in the work that I do there, then for me, a great way to engage and say, like, I got the memo on what we're doing here, which is like celebrating stories that we collectively love and are excited about. And so many of the reviewers and the authors, right, because authors are doing a lot of their own marketing work and stuff are so creative in what they're doing. Um, And I'm lucky enough to be able to have a career, you know, in this industry. So I feel, you know, it's it's really wonderful to be able to participate that way as well and go like, yeah, I can I can show you my, you know, I can let my fan freak flag fly. Let's let's do this. <laughs> well, definitely you'll have to um if of course he is okay with you sharing his information as far as the artist goes, so we can check out what else he does portfolio wise. Because I Yeah, absolutely. Art, his you know. name, I mean, I'll give you his 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 tag to follow the on Instagram. He's Phil V Designs and his name's Phil Vasasic. And um, yeah, he's tagged in in all the, the mm-hmm. images and he's great. Use them for your book cover. He will yeah. be busy doing a Sasquatch cover and a cat burglar cover, but after that, he's free. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be like um Samantha. What'd you do? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> no, he's gonna thank me because he won't have to do like boring promotional images for mm-hmm. like corporate clients and now he can oh, just that is true now he sexy, sexy books yeah yeah who, who doesn't <laughs> want to pivot to like well for part of my work I draw sexy illustrations mm-hmm. get it yeah well there's a lot of new ways for authors are trying to market their stuff and I think sometimes I think they're looking to doing things like comic book ish kind of style or manga um, manga kind of mm-hmm. things or even just illustrating a scene of what that looks like from their head to show the readers and the listeners so there's just a lot of opportunities when it comes down to different forms of the art that can come yeah I mean I can't draw to save my life I am you do not want me on your Pictionary team which is why <laughs> I hired somebody to help out but I love 
I love visuals, mm-hmm. like in visual. So any, like anybody who does like mood boards for books and finds great photos um, or people that illustrate it or like, you know, getting lost on some like Tumblr fanfics that is just like, oh, you've really like drawn this out, but I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after all these many hats that you wear from, you know, day jobs and other jobs and fanning and all that other fun stuff and, you know, seeking out new clients because we don't like the word stalking. (laughs) (laughs) It has a narrative connotation. Um, When you're what if I'm a sexy stalker? Is stalking okay if it's sexy? Is that, is that, okay, okay. So we're, okay, we're all anti-stalking. It's it's just a word. It's just as, you know, as I go, you know, appreciate, yeah, we got to figure something out. No, it's um, the worst. It's just the worst. Yeah, it's It's, it's negative. Yeah. I am not stalking anyone. Just to be clear, I just want to clear the air there. She will not be popping out of bushes or anything. I am like not that. popping out of bushes. <laughs> I have no camera. I don't condone it. I think it's a terrible practice. There are Nobody boundaries, should. people. Yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Do not. I just. I just want to be clear. That was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not working, um, what do you do for fun? Oh, um. All sorts of things. So I moved out again. I, 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 it's tough to keep my attention on too many different things. So I have like so many different mm-hmm. activities and, and hobbies and interests going on. So I really love the outdoors. Um, my very judgy dog, um, uh, my little pit mix rescue. We go out and I love hiking with him and doing a lot of like forest explorers and bounding. He's great in the wild. So that's always really satisfying to me. Um, and like camping is great. I love it. Um, I'm so tied to technology all the time. It's really a a nice experience. I also am like a huge nerd. So I'm on, um, a tabletop role-playing podcast that, you know, records a couple of times a month and, and I do that and play those games. Um, and it's been a really great way, especially over the past couple of years, you know, as people have been, isolated and you know spread out to stay connected to a lot of um, my friend communities that you know haven't been in the same place and um yeah and like lately I've been really like nerding out on finally being able to have some time to read to myself and so digging into you know some genres that I haven't had the chance to read as much that I enjoy which is like sci-fi fantasy um I'm reading this great book right now called Gideon the Ninth that's like lesbian necromancers in space and it is so fun um so yeah I, w- I would say that and you know I it's funny I would generally say but coming off of the holidays I like don't want to go into the kitchen again forever yeah. but um if you talk to me before the holidays uh you know as a culinary school dropout I love any chance to like host dinners and cook and do all that kind of stuff so yeah nice yeah, I don't you know, I'll just keep on going on for I'm like also I got into succulents this year and I have like a whole <laughs> room of succulents and you know I, I I tried some painting but I suck at it and like I mean you could really I could go on forever so I think I'll just stop there. <laughs> well, I know that um and I don't know if there's a way for your 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 puppy there not to hear this, but if you could have any animal as a pet and not as just a domestic, I mean any animal what would it be and why? I mean, I do love my dog. So it's hard to think outside of the box of my very adorable mm-hmm. dog. Um, but let's say dogs are off the menu. 
Um, if it was a reasonable relationship, so I live on a lot of land and near forest, and I have yet to see the black bears that live here. But if I could have like a chill vibe where they got their own space and they weren't in the house and it was like, what up, black bear? How's it going? <laughs> and like, we could just have a cool relationship where like, I don't know, we sat by the lake and they ate berries while I had lunch and it was just like a really awesome. I think it would be incredible to have a relationship with an animal like that large and sort of, you know, that generally scares me. Like right now, if I walked out there, I'd be like, I really hope I don't run into the bear. But <laughs> I think it would be amazing if we had like, you know, a great thing. I wouldn't want to force it to live in my home or anything because that feels oh. like not cool for a bear. But, you know, if I could have like just like a cool, mm -hmm. cool black bear friend, I'd feel like a I'd feel kind of like a badass. Yeah. That yeah. Would be cool. Yeah, like, got to stop narrating because at 315, the bear comes back over there. We're going to go in the porch and have some fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to say hi. <laughs> it's our bear date. <laughs> it's our bear date. Yeah. You know, yeah. Instead of a play date, it's a bear date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm also a sucker for a bear like type man. So mm -hmm. maybe that's where that's coming from. <laughs> now that says a lot. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. It does. It does. But yeah, also, that's why you're not even bad an eye when I busted out with Bear Shifter? <laughs> <laughs> Explain so much. <laughs> well, now we found the third book in the series, which yeah. is my Bear Shifter boyfriend that I befriend in the forest. That and you think start... it's a normal bear? Yes. Yes. And we just have a best friend. I'm like, so weird. This bear, we're friends. He listens really well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he's a shifter. Gosh, I'm going to be so busy writing books next year. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. <laughs> Knowing that you do um, animation and, and, you know, different kind of voices, do you, people that in, in your real life, do they, that know that, do they ask you that lovely question of like, hey, do the voice, do the voice, do the voice? <laughs> um, so I, um, they're like nieces and nephews when they're told some of the cartoons I've been on, um, they get really excited and then they'll have watched an episode and then they ask to do the voice. And I have been told, mm, that's not the voice. Mm, I don't think it's you. I think mom and dad are lying to me. <laughs> so I think it's hilarious and it's great. And then I don't get asked a lot. So no, not, not so often do I get asked to do to do voices my mom asks me to do like if we're hanging out with the family and like you know making dinner or whatever she'll often ask me to do like accents just because she's like delighted by it Aww. um but that's not like a specific character voice no the kids the kids call me out they don't like it they're like mm, no no lady yeah, listen, it's, it's on there in the credits. Look at the credits. I know. <laughs> you know, it's so it's so funny because it's like, well, it does sound different if I'm on a mic and if I'm doing, you know, whatever. Editing, but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess maybe my heart wasn't in it when I was performing for them. <laughs> I don't know. But tough critics, man. Yeah. I'm surrounded by tough critics. Between the dog and All the kids, I can't win. No. <laughs> It's probably why you love us romance uh, listeners it is. so much. You're the only nice ones. You're the only people nice to me. Just, everybody is so brutal. And the only place where I can find love is in the romance community. <laughs> if you could voice any Disney character, who would it be? Oh, um, I think Jasmine, hands down. Mm. 
Yeah. I think I would go with the Middle Eastern vibe. She's also like awesome and badass. And she she has like one of the best songs Mm -hmm. in all Disney movies, I feel like. So yeah, I'd have to go Jasmine. Okay. What's your favorite word? Oh gosh. Um Oh, this is, this is, should not be as difficult <laughs> as it is. Why is this? Hold on. I'm going to get my thoughts together. Um, I can't answer this. I got to keep it simple. I'm so, I'm, <laughs> I don't know why I'm overthinking this so much. This is so embarrassing. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I will say, I will say and it doesn't have to be in an English language. If you are multilingual, sometimes we have, or, you know, we have family from other you know, countries, sometimes mm-hmm. they use a nickname or something and just how it rolls out of the tongue just sounds lovely, even if they're calling you out on something. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Thank you for that recommendation. You just you just were my lifeline for this question. <laughs> I would have to say my favorite word is a term of endearment that gets added on in, in Farsi, which is uh, and is used in English all the time in my bilingual hustle, um, which is Junam, uh, which is um, so my my name um if if my dad was giving me a nickname he'd be like sammy junam uh, which is like my dearest my heart um oh. and you, it can also be june so like sammy june so um it's the fact that there is a there is a way to tack on to somebody's nickname or name that it's like i love you so much oh. you're my dearest you're my most special and they throw it around all the time it's like it's a very it's it's like a you know full expression of love and just a little word also it's like a clue like if, if you get that nickname you know you're in yes right yeah they do that man and when you can say it you know you can also be real bitchy and be like <laughs> you know if i'm just like sammy Janam, did you not do the dishes i mean i love you so much but what is this mess that you left here come on what is this <laughs> Yeah, when they try to put that sweetness and you're going, damn, I fucked up. <laughs> oh, I love a bless her heart sweetness mm-hmm. type. I mean, I definitely was raised in a culture that had a lot of like, you know, that sensibility. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that it's like, I am being so nice to you. And he's like, oh, I know everything that's under that tone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. I do love that too. It's one of the things I don't know why it's so delicious. Yeah, it's so delicious. I don't know why. Yeah, it's almost like a secret code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite curse word? Mm, fuck. General, that was a quick one, too. Yeah, see, <laughs> favorite word, fine. Favorite curse word, just fuck, man. Just fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yes, it's good. It's bad. It's all of the above. It's mm-hmm. a it's a verb. It's not. It's no. great. Yeah, the very. It has a nice variety. Mm-hmm. It's, emphasis. It's, yeah. it's versatile it's very flexible yeah <laughs> it is <laughs> what song do you have to sing along with when you hear it regardless of where it is supermarket in the car in the shower Ooh, regardless of where it is i have yeah. to sing. so there's a queen song break free that was in like i did it in and there was like a college performance i did and I cannot sing to save my life. You do not want to karaoke with me if you want to keep your eardrums. Like, it's just, I'm a terrible singer. Um, but I had to sing in this production a part of it. So I had to listen to that song a bajillion times. And every time I've mended my relationship to the song and I love it. It's great. It's fun. But every time it's on, it's like a muscle memory of like, this was the one time you performed a song in public. <laughs> sing it again. 
Cootie King. You remember the moves? Did you have to do any moves? Yeah, I had to. I had to wear a very skimpy outfit and straddle a dead body. So that's what that was. (laughs) That's a visual. You know, it's the story. (laughs) It does. Yeah. If it progresses and moves the story forward, it's okay. (laughs) Yes, it's true. It's true. On that note, we've gone to the game section of our conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we're gonna um so we do have this fun section where we do, you know, a game with our guests. It's called Two Truths and a Lie. Mm-hmm. Um and um where my guest gives us three things about themselves, and we have to figure out if you know which ones is the lie. And I do like to say we because I do like to think that the listeners are playing along, hopefully. And this is not you should. Yeah. So why don't you tell us three things and then we'll try to figure out which is the lie. All right. Have you gotten your theme music for two truths and a lie yet? No, Have I need figured- to. Yeah. We got like, I told you I can't sing. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My two truths and a lie. <clears throat> I've worked directly under two billionaires and only one of them invited me to his hotel room. I've uh, I met my husband while we were both volunteering on a presidential campaign. We were the last two at the office and one thing led to another. I have snuck into a Bo's house to hook up while there was a holiday party happening with his family upstairs. She good, folks. She's good. Mm. <laughs> That's why she's got to write cat burglar, bear, shifter, yeah. Sasquatch <laughs> romance. <laughs> So it's like, so Samantha, which book are we writing now? Which one of your adventures? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Okay, so the work for two billionaires, of which only one invited you to the hotel. Mm -hmm. Met your husband working for a presidential campaign, and one thing led to another. Or you sneaked into a Bo's house while they were having a party. And have some fun with the Bo. Hmm. Yes, holiday party with family upstairs. Family upstairs. And she she did her homework. She she got the assignments and she did it right, as the TikTok theme says. Because I understood the assignment. Yes. <laughs> she understood it. <laughs> um, yeah, and they're all very probable. That's the other problem. It's like, damn it. Um, hmm. The husband meeting in the presidential campaign is a lie. You are correct. <laughs> I really thought I was gonna stump you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice. no yes i got my groove back <laughs> yeah get it <laughs> so the other two are true the other two are true i have worked for two billionaires um very closely and only one of them invited me to his hotel room but in a not sexy way he was a total they were both very old and um one of them was kind one of them was not um and the the hotel room was really like because he had pissed off his wife and I had to bring him stuff. (laughs) So that was not not a fun hotel visit. Uh, And then, yes, when I was coming back, I was freshman year of college and um, I came back and there was a guy from my high school that was that lived in my neighborhood and got a booty call. And I walked into that basement while his family was singing carols upstairs. one of my finer moments yeah exactly I was like oh man finally he was so like 
I was so into him in high school, but I like always had boyfriends and, you know, we were both back for the holidays. So what better time? The romance novel writes itself. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that one's a holiday there. That's a keeper. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be picked up by Hallmark. No. It, well, I mean, well, it's a little spicier. It's a little spicier than most well, that, Hallmark. That, that, that part get... of the, the thing. <laughs> then, it gets, then it gets moved over to passion flicks because. Yes, yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Or Netflix. Who knows nowadays? Hulu, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can bang anywhere on yeah. any streaming service. <laughs> you can bang here, you can bang there, you can bang everywhere. Right Just not on Hallmark. Hallmark's yeah. the only place. It's like, let's not bang. Let's yeah. keep his face safe from banging. Yeah, it's just a face to black. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Thank you. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Makes me curious about how you did meet your husband, but I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to ask. Oh, I mean, it's not a secret. It's way less interesting. We were working together. We were working together on a theater production that I was the producer on. Um, and he was the production manager and was overseeing like the construction of everything. And I had a day, we knew each other sort of that way, but I had a day that we had to pass off keys for something and run a bunch of errands. And he brought me the keys and then was like, can I like, do you want help for the rest of these errands in the city? And so he like tagged along for my day of running around the city and helped me like carry stuff and do stuff. And then at the end of it, he was like, you want to go to a bar? I was like, yeah, sure. And then when that bar was done, he's like, you want to go to another one? And okay. And then it was like, uh, he offered the last stop was that we had agreed. Uh, he was going to walk me to the subway. And if we found a bar before we got to the subway, we'd have one more night. We'd have a nightcap. And if not, he had walked me to the subway home. Uh, we did not find a bar, but then he did ask if he could pick up a six pack and have a nightcap at my place, um, which I thought I really respected the game. So it was a good yeah. game. Start off. If you're listening, guys, start off by helping her do some errands. <laughs> yes. I mean, prove you're capable. capable. Yeah. Like, there you go. But yeah. yeah. And then but the worst part was that I am. I, I was like, okay i've had a couple cocktails this guy's into me he asked to like pick up six back come back to my apartment okay let's do this and then we did sit on the couch at opposite ends for a very long time and i was very confused i was like does he and then he talked about how we had this rehearsal the next day and had mentioned that it was an easier commute for my place and i about strangled him i was like did you just use me for an easier commute tomorrow <laughs> What in the actual <laughs> fuck? Oh, I made a terrible choice. But then, you know, somebody made a move and, you one know. One thing led to another and here we one are. One thing led to another and we were sweaty and high-fiving afterwards and being like, <laughs> okay, that's how that's supposed to go. So, yeah. so see, <laughs> helping, you know, with errands is productive. It more is. <laughs> it, yes, in more ways than one. <laughs> Before we go, Samantha, can you tell us what you're currently working on and if you can share what's coming up next for you? So I uh, I had mentioned earlier, so I'm on a little bit of a booth break, which is nice, but uh, coming out in January, probably by the time this comes out, they'll already be out. Um, there are four awesome titles um, that I did earlier in December. Vic, which is a mafia romance by Belle Aurora. Um Two books that are a part of a Bayside Heroes series. Uh, one of them is Tangled Up uh, by Tia Louise. The other one is Screwed Up by Harlow Ray. Um, 
delicious, fun spice. I love I so much. I went and I got the other two books in the series that I didn't narrate because I just had so much fun reading them. Um, and then the last one is uh, Ashes by Shell Bliss, who I've already mentioned is my writer diet. This is one of my favorite Shell Bliss books I've done. I love the gallo girl in it. She is strong and feisty and, you know, soft in all the right places. And the fella is good times. So yeah, they're all great. Um, and they're all different. They're all different male co-narrators. So yeah. uh, it's, it's a fun smattering of, of gents and moi, if you want to check them out. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. We'll be including that on our post for the for the podcast no thank you for that um but thank you so much uh samantha for taking the time to hang out with me today it's been a pleasure and so much fun yeah it was a total <laughs> blast it's, uh, you know i hope the edit's not too much of a nightmare on my oh, absolutely not no no <laughs> yeah and then also now you know you have all this other assignment and homework that i just gave you <laughs> i mean you launched my author career, career yeah <laughs> You heard it here first. When I'm promoting these books, I'll be like, check the pod. That's where yeah. the ideas happen. Mm-hmm. You'll get you'll get an author credit for helping. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not following Samantha on social media or basically where she's at, you need to do it. Um, I will be providing the links to um, all her sites where you can find her in the episodes post over at Viviana Encounters of Books. And until next time, happy listening. Thank you to all of our audiobook-loving podcast Patreon. Special thanks to Nixley Zenner, Carol Liebner, Line Black-Peterson, Brittany Robinette Leiter, Don Darch, Michelle Bastard, Nancy Billows. The audiobook-loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shout-outs, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobookloving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.